Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. Oh, boy. What a way to start. Nice. It kind of just happened, so I just let it. Quite impressive, I must say, indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Quite there will impressive. be more, I'm sure. Yes. So, um, yeah. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. So before we get into the topic, you haven't seen me. Actually, we FaceTime, but I told you I was removing the gas insert out of my fireplace. Yeah, yeah. Did we talk? I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, though. No. I don't think so. So anyway, I, I removed the gas insert, got that all cleaned out, scuffed up my uh, my knuckles just trying to, you know, get compression fittings off and stuff like that when you're playing with gas it's all pretty tricky Mm, so sexy but yeah oh i felt so manly until i'm not even gay and you're slightly giving me a little chip you know what i'm saying (laughs) is it too early in the podcast to get dirty Mm. i'm overheating good lord i need a fan up in this mud boy (laughs) so i so I so I go to uh, I go to uh, disconnect the line from the basement. The uh, what do you call it? The gas line going to the furnace or coming from the pipe that's going to the furnace. Right. Uh, I couldn't get it from one side, so I walk around to the to the back side of the furnace to try and uh, unhook it there. That's what I he had said. My hat on backwards. <laughs> I go to unhook it and boom, banged my head on the elbow. You know, it was a gas line coming from basically the ceiling of the basement. Right. You know, it was way up high. It's coming down and elbowed right to the furnace and I just wasn't paying attention. Boom, blasted my head. Luckily, I had my hat on. I was going to so, say, you got that bald head. Did you get a little scratch up on yeah. your noggin? Yeah, so that's what I'm getting to. So my neighbor comes over and he he's helping me out. So I hand him the tool from my opposite side. He gets it disconnected. So wait, you now know, there's we, two sexy sweaty men being manly. It's it's, it's two of us. It's two of us now. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, it gets dirtier. It it gets worse. I hand him the plug and he inserts the plug. Oh yeah. <laughs> He puts a little bit of lube around the plug, mm. you know, to make sure that you, it seals properly. And, you know, the gas was shut off, but sure. you don't want it to leak. Yeah. So, you know, squeeze that in and, and, and turn that just the right way. Mm. Got the plug inserted. But you and, did. Um, so, 
I'm, I'm walking out from behind the furnace, not paying attention, and boom, hit my head again. The exact same spot. Dang. On the exact same elbow. Seriously? Seriously. Seriously. That's what, so, that's what <laughs> we men do. We don't learn. No, we don't learn from shit. <laughs> so I, I took I took my uh, I took my hat off, looked in the mirror, and I had this uh, <laughs> this Harry Potter scar <laughs> on my forehead. Uh, Dang. So that hurt, but you know we burned a fire and it was successful. Word. And uh, the house didn't burn down; hasn't burned down since. But. So I'm playing playing video games with Micah on Sunday morning. Uh, so, yeah. So because we're all in church, uh, we're. Uh, uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I'm full of it, bro. I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm trying to let you go. Let you do it. All right. It's all you. We're playing video games. I take off my hat, and Micah is standing up on the couch. And he, you know, because he's standing up on the couch, he's eye level with my bald head. So he looks at me and he says, Daddy, what's that? And he took his finger, his index finger, and pressed it right on my head, right at the spot where I get the scar. (laughs) Damn, dude. Yeah. That was quite painful. Well, if it makes you feel better, I didn't notice it when we were FaceTiming. Well, I also had on a hat, I believe. I don't think I was sitting outside ball head. Well, you, when I first <clears throat> FaceTimed you, um, I had on a hat, didn't I? Yeah, I don't remember, man. Yeah, so you're all foggy. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I had on a hat. I do I remember outside. we found out you can use filters when you're FaceTiming, like Snapchat, and we had some That's fun with right. that. Yeah, we're like a couple little girls FaceTiming each other and uh, <laughs> playing with the filters. We really were. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Teeny boppers. Oh, my God. Have you seen the dinosaur head? Like, oh, my God. Can't even. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dinosaur heads and uh, Chris Pratt. It was awesome. Super cutie. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but anyway, hey, we just missed uh, Veterans Day. We did. Yeah. Well, we missed it on the podcast. I mean, yeah, I honored it in real life, but it's always a cool thing, man. Yeah. I, uh, I, I have some men in my family that, uh, noise that served and still do actually. Um, and it's always cool to, uh, you know, take a day and remember the men before them and women and the men and women who serve today. Men, and men, 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 men. Yeah, man. Super appreciative, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, me too. I mean, my, my dad's a vet. And my brother's uh, still in the service uh, in, the, in the Navy. Got a cousin that was in Marine Corps, and uh, and by the way, yeah, uh, November tenth was the uh, birthday of the Marine Corps. Oh, cool! Uh, I didn't know that. You know, and um, also the 
the anniversary of the uh, the the uh, ship, the Edmund Fitzgerald going down. Hmm. So that's the other thing we were talking earlier, talking about that. My uh, a friend of mine who he didn't serve, but I guess, you know, I mean, just like most of us, he's got family members that served and were in the Marine Corps, whatever the case may be. But every year he commemorates the, the sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald. They were, uh, a ship that was sailing from not sailing, but you know, boating. What do you call it? If it's not sailing, what is it? Shipping. I don't, I don't shipping. Know. There you go. Yeah, shipping from uh, a, a bunch of iron ore from Wisconsin. I think it probably uh, is sailing to Michigan. Shipping does it still consider right. sailing? Yeah. Well, shipping. I mean, we're engrossed in the whole era that we are, so everything ships via UPS. But that, I think I think it's just sailing. Maybe it is just sailing. <clears throat> Amazon ships. What? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Fitzgerald. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, the, the Edmund Fitzgerald, the ship, uh, it was carrying iron ore from Wisconsin to Michigan for the auto industry. And, uh, and everyone on the ship died. And so it's very traumatic, and there's a song about it. I cannot remember the name of the guy who wrote it, but Sean, that's where you looked it up last time we talked about it. Yeah, I looked it up again. So the name of the song, if anyone wants to look it up, and you probably should. Um, first off, there's like a ton of lyrics. Yeah. So it's cool that it's a story, but <clears throat> the name of the song is The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, and it is by Gordon Lightfoot, and it came out in 1976. Yeah. The lake it is said never gives up her dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. With a load of iron ore, twenty six thousand tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. That good ship and true was a bone to be chewed When the gales of November came early So, Edmund Fitzgerald, that's right, Lightfoot. I should have remembered Lightfoot. That was my godsister's last name. Because you're anyway, such a Bigfoot the- fan? <laughs> Bigfoot. When they walk around, you'd think that they have light feet because you can't hear them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, so I, he, he called me on Saturday and he was like, uh, Saturday, November the 10th, he sent me a text message and said, Hey, look, come save me from my mother-in-law. I was like, well, okay, fine. I don't have Micah, you know, wife is gone for the day or for the morning. I don't have anything going on. So I went over to have a cigar with him and a drink and, uh, he played the song for me and it's very, very emotional but, you know, it was just a an emotional morning. You know, he and I, we were talking about the people in our family that have served and, 
you know, I talked a lot about my dad and how much I respect my dad. And, uh, you know, and, and, and he talked about members of his family that he honors and respects, you know, that were in the Marine Corps. My dad was in the Army, not in the Marine Corps. I don't want to get that confused. But, uh, you know, just talking about people who serve and, and what they've done for the country. And yeah. we literally just sat there at the table and he calls it the table of death. <clears throat> Which <laughs> which is pretty funny, the the table where he sits and drinks and smokes at his house. He calls it the table of death. So we're we're sitting at the table <laughs> of death and just having a good time, just honoring the people that have served and uh, the sacrifice that they've made. So uh, shout out to all the veterans and and for what they've done uh, to the sacrifices they've made for uh, not just this country, but you know for their own families as well you know yeah for sure i mean 100 percent. actually why don't we take a little moment of silence real quick you down with that yeah let's do it all right amen yeah so it's all good. I mean, a lot of veterans out there, a lot of people that have served, family members that have served, people that have given their lives. Uh, that's what Memorial Day is for, really, right? Remembering those who have given their lives. And I and I can appreciate that there's a distinction between the two holidays. You know, we should honor the people who have died in service. But, man, to honor the people that have served... All the time. I, I can't tell you how many times I've done it. I'll be in line for, for some lunch. And I and I work right near um, TACOM, uh, which is the, um, it's the logistics arm of the army, uh, of the military uh, that's in, in, our, uh, in our area. So I work right near them. So when I'm going to lunch, there's soldiers going to lunch all the time right. around the same time. And dude, I'll just hey look, I want to pay for the soldiers' uh, lunch right behind me, you know. And I won't tell him, you know. I won't say anything to the guy, or or maybe I'll shake his hand and say, "Hey, thank you for your service" or whatever. Yeah. You know, I've gone to the cigar shop, and there are soldiers that have come in there at lunchtime, and and if I'm in there buying a cigar, I'll just grab an extra cigar and say, "Here, here's this for the soldier," you know, and thank them for the service. I think little stuff like that goes a long way, you know, just to say thank you. It's not every day that you get a chance to see heroes, man, that live, that living heroes. And I think that yeah, it's important that we show our support and show our gratitude, you know? Yeah, and it's kind <clears> of, <throat> I don't know, it's always interesting because when you talk about or, you know, if you talk with those people... And you're like, man, I just, you're a hero. Like, thank you for everything you've done and what you're doing. And more often than not, they're like, bro, I was just doing what I had to do. Like, I'm no hero, you know? And it's like, well, that that's right there. It's what makes you the hero, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a totally different response. They were like, yeah, thank you. I am a hero. Yeah, throw on another cigar and uh, 
A couple shots for me. <laughs> like, all right, give asshole, me a gift card. <laughs> yeah. Give me a gift card so I eat all week long. You don't put it. I mean, honestly, it's cool stuff that these different restaurants they'll do. They'll, you know, I, I got a cousin who, you know, he works for the military. He didn't serve necessarily, but I mean, you know, he's been to Afghanistan. He's he's done different stuff, but you know, typically as a civilian, as far as I understand it, uh, he uh, he'll take his military card. So on Veterans Day. He's got a military card that says that he works for the government, right? Yeah. On Veterans Day, there are restaurants all over the place that give free food and drinks to veterans all day long, all day Veterans Day. Mm -hmm. You know, so he'll go around and, man, he'll just eat at five, six different restaurants, like a little bit here, a little bit there. You know, I mean, because people actually care it's not like you know the time where people were coming back from vietnam the vietnam was vietnam war was a very controversial war right and there was a lot of people in america that didn't support the war and therefore when the war was won which is not really won because we lost so many people um the veterans that the, the people the fighters that came back did not come back to welcome arms. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, the, the military folks that came back from Vietnam, they were not welcome back home. And so like, there's a, there's a guy who, who I used to serve in, in church with who, uh, who served in the Vietnam war. He was a much older guy, much older than me, obviously. Uh, he said that it's very, very common that when one Vietnam vet sees another, the thing to say is welcome home. And they say welcome home to each other because when they came back from Vietnam, they were spit on and people were throwing stuff at them and and really, you know, dishonoring them because they didn't agree with us going over to Vietnam to help out in that war. And so they say welcome home to each other because well, not only were they not welcome back in the States, but we lost a lot of men and women in yeah. that battle. And majority of people that went over to Vietnam for that for the Vietnam War were teenagers, 17, 18, well not 17, but 18, 19 year old kids, you know, that very, very young, you know, didn't know anything about fighting, knew nothing about war. They were just a body that was expected to perform. Yeah. And um, it's pretty disheartening, you know. Yeah. And, you know, most of that's ignorance because, like, on our part, <clears throat> as a society, just because, you know, we have no fucking clue what they went through. Right. Agree with the war or not, I mean, I mean, I've only obviously heard stories, you know, from people I know and love, and shit'll change a man, like, fucked up shit, legit, you know? And yeah, 
the fact that, you know, whether they were willing or not, they did it. <clears throat> Better than me, man. I don't know that I would have done it, you know? Yeah, sure. I I just looked it up, and, and it shows that there were 58,220 U.S. military fatal casualties in the Vietnam War. It's nuts. I mean... Thousand. That's a lot of people, bro. Yep. It's a lot of people, and um, not until 1995, Vietnam released its official estimated of war dead, as many as 2 million civilians on both sides, and some 1.1 million North Vietnamese and Viet Cong fighters. U.S. military has estimated that between 200,000 and 250,000 South Vietnamese soldiers died in war. Dude, it was a very, very bloody war. And I mean, for for those that don't really know about what happened in Vietnam or, or what the conflict was about, I'd encourage you to... I, th- I think it's a good thing that around Veterans Day and Memorial Day that you actually kind of research this stuff and, and f- re-familiarize yourself with these different conflicts that we've had and why they happened, you know, whether you're political or not, or, you know, pay attention to this stuff or not. Cause I believe me, I am completely apolitical, but I completely understand the, the necessity to have, uh, a fighting force. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Maybe I'm not saying it straight. But, I mean, we, we need a military. I, I understand the necessity of a military. I just don't agree with the whole propaganda of using military for political gain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, I mean, you just read some stats. Like, <clears throat> I mean, think about it. I'm pretty sure... Doesn't the Dallas Cowboys Stadium hold like a hundred thousand people or something like that? It's a pretty big stadium. I'm pretty yes. sure it's around. I, I think it's one of the biggest, and I think the number is around a hundred thousand. So let's just say it is around hundred thousand. You fill two of those. That's how many people died. Like that is insane. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And. So, yeah, I mean, the whole political twist on it's like, I mean, you know, it, we're talking people's lives here. That's right. just, that's crazy, you know? Yeah. So the capacity of uh, the Dallas Cowboys Stadium is 100,000. Did, so, did you look it up? Of course I did. Yeah. I, I want to say that's the, isn't that the largest as far as capacity? I think in the U.S. Uh, uh, for NFL, you mean? Yeah, that may have changed now, but I think at one point that was the largest. Anyway, it's just you no, know, it, fill wait, any wait, wait, massive wait, wait. stadium and <laughs> multiply yeah, sure. it by two or three. I mean, that's the point. You're. I, w- I was going to be for political gain. I mean, that just seems sure. You know, I don't know. 
I was going to be a dick and just point out that the Michigan Stadium has the capacity of 107,600 people. Oh, okay. So Michigan has... Michigan is huge. Has the largest, huh? Oh, yeah. Hell to the victors, valiant. Hell to the conquering. Hell, hell to Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even I'm a hardcore saying. fan of Michigan, and I'm over here hailing the victors. Of course, because th- that's the, yeah, that's the school. That's the school to be a part of. I almost wish that I had gone to Michigan. I got accepted by Michigan in, in 2000 when I graduated high school. And uh, had I known what I know now, hindsight is always 2020, right? I, uh, I would have went straight to Michigan. I would have went straight there and uh, did my five years, graduated. There's no way in hell I would have graduated in four years, I know. Yeah, but you're too dumb for dude, that shit. Shit. I only got a doctorate degree. I got. Two, I wish I had done so. it, though. <laughs> I got two doctorates in the school of hard knocks, as my grandfather always says. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I just wish I had gone. So, again, I live with this dichotomy. I wish I had gone to the military. I wish I had gone to Michigan. But Yeah, can't have a whole lot of regrets, can you? Life has a funny way of working out. So, dude, I kind of want to just get off the topic here. Let's get off topic. Yes. So, on on Sunday, Brooke's niece was getting baptized, which was awesome. So, we drove out and... uh, Attended the service and that whole thing, which was cool. And Yes. Um, unbeknownst to me, we show up at this church, and it's it's a, a free Methodist church. Have you ever heard of free Methodists? Free Methodists? Yeah. I've never heard of free Methodists. Well, I hadn't either, nope. and I was kind of like... Okay, well, this should be interesting. And, uh, you know, like, the service was pretty good. Honestly, like, they had a a guest pastor who was doing a revival for, like, two weeks, which I had a lot of questions concerning revival because I feel like people just use that term and it's not actually a revival. But anyway. Yeah. The yeah. the man brought it, and he said some stuff that, like, I was totally on board with. And, dude, he, was he like, has a book that I'm not going to push because he didn't sponsor us, but maybe I will later. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, like, he was saying some good stuff that, like, totally goes with what we're saying. And I would, like, kind of want to, really? like, hit him up and be like, yo... You want to talk about some stuff on a podcast? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, get on the podcast, man, for sure. But anyway, um, so the niece got baptized and, you know, we uh, attended the service. And it was kind of funny because it was, you know, Veterans Weekend. And they did like a, uh, a salute to veterans and, you know, had them stand up. Well, everything was kind of like veterans themed except the service because they were in revival. And um, 
Dude, they sung out of hymnals, and it was, like, stuff I hadn't heard since I was, like, in children's church. Like, straight up, like, we're in the Lord's army, you know? Like, <laughs> we're in the Lord's army. And there's this, like, cute. older lady playing piano, and this one person, this one lady leading on a microphone, and open hymnal, and there you go. But anyway, um, so... The point that I kind of want to uh, bring up here is the whole free Methodist, because I had never heard of it. And, you know, I've kind of been around. I've lived in, I think, seven states in my life, been in church my entire life, and even went and studied about ministry and studied about other religions and faiths and, you know, the whole thing. And I'd never heard of this, like... I don't want to say sect, but I guess denomination of like Methodism. I don't know. But um, Methodism. Methodist. Did I just make yeah, that Methodist. up? Yeah, Methodist. Yeah, you did. But it, it's all good. I'm following you. It sounded good. So actually, it didn't because as soon as I said it, I was like, "What the fuck is Methodism?" <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it's the methods. It's the methods of John Wesley. You know. Well, so I Googled that, it when it we is. left because I was curious. And, you know, after hearing and, you know, sitting through a service, I'm like, huh, they totally believe in the Holy Spirit. And I'm getting the vibe that they don't believe too far from what I believe. So I Googled it. And um, sure enough, man, like virgin birth, Trinity, uh, rails after three days, Holy Spirit filled like the whole thing and i'm just like huh where has this been my whole life so yeah i guess yeah. again my question like have you ever heard of free methodists yeah I, i've not heard of the free methodists but you know what the, I, i'm kind of doing some quick reading here real quick about it it's just you know i know the methodist church is from john wesley right Right, is Wesleyan and theology, um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just is what it is. It was a reformation of the church in the seventeen hundreds, the the eighteenth century. Um, dude, it's just so much that has divided the church. You got John Wesley with his, you know, and, and the the revival of the the holiness movement, and then you've got John Calvin with his predestination doctrine. And uh, so you've got Calvinism versus Wesleyanism. And, uh, dude, there's no way in the world that, that I'm sober enough or willing enough to break down the difference between the two. But you've studied it when you were studying to be a pastor yourself. Yeah, and that's probably a whole other episode in and of itself. Yeah, Wesleyan versus Calvinism. It's a that's that's definitely worth a a a, a, a podcast. Uh, but you know, I think it's pretty cool. I don't. I'm not too sure. I don't know if Free Methodists or anything different from American Methodist Church or. African American, uh, uh, 
Methodist church or the, you know, Methodists mixing in with Episcopalians and their doctrine. And there's so many sects that have uh, divided the church, dude. Yeah, but, it's you know, crazy. I kind of have. I kind of have a, a a love for a little bit of all of them because they've all kind of, you know, come in with a little bit different thought, a challenge of thought process to say, you know, maybe we should look at Jesus this way or maybe we should look at Jesus this way. And, you know, all these different things, I think it, it basically becomes a mosaic of Christianity. How about that? You ever think of it that way? Yeah, I mean, I have just because, you know, when you kind of, I don't know, man, just like, so you got Pentecostals, you know, the Holy Rollers, if you will, and the Evangelicals, which actually the the Free Methodists claim to be evangelical in nature, which explains the whole, you know, Holy Spirit vibe and speaking in tongues, it's okay and all that sure and um, yeah then you have the baptists who like i mean i've been to several baptist churches and maybe it's just the ones i've been to but like there was a lot of uh catholic vibe catholicism going on where like even the prayers were like written down and they were read you know like and you know no one claps and no one i i guess like Cause I grew up Pentecostal and like, you know, during worship services, like people would raise their hands and they would, you know, clap and sing. And, you know, if you felt led, I guess, dance or do whatever. And some of that's, I think just people making stuff happen. And then some of it I think is, you know, Holy spirit led, but anyway, like there's just, there's so many different little things that at the end of the day, it's like, do you believe in Jesus? Do you renounce your sin and do you confess your faith to him? Then you are saved. And then there's like sprinkles of everything else. Like, you know, just how you would get a coffee. Like you, when you build a coffee, (laughs) you start off with ground beans and then you can add so much other stuff to it, but it's still a coffee. But this coffee might be a little more stronger just in flavor than the one that has all the cream and the sugar and the syrups and the, you know, foam on top with like whipped cream. Oh, and God. All sprinkles right. Don't raise my blood pressure, bro. You know what all I'm right. saying? All right. All right. I get you. Like, I feel like, you know, that's kind of a, it's, you know, I don't know. Did I just lose? Did I lose you on that? Yeah, you started talking about coffee, and then I went back to episode, I think, number 25, where we kind of, like, had our thing about coffee. (laughs) My point is, like, (laughs) at the core of something, that shouldn't change. And then different organizations or denominations or sects or whatever you want to call them, they add, you know, or have a different view and honestly, we're doing the same shit. Like, you know, ah, yes, we are. One of our things is, yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I love Jesus. Like, I'm nothing without him, and I wouldn't want 
to live without him, and that's awesome. And I just cracked open a beer. But I don't necessarily need this or that, and I'm questioning this part, and what does the scripture really mean when it says this, you know? And then we're going to cultivate this little culture of like, yeah, that's what we believe too. I don't necessarily believe what the Baptists believe or what the Methodists believe or what, you know, freaking whoever believes. Like, there's all these, like, different things. I don't know. It's just, it's kind of funny, honestly. It is funny. And, you know, something my grandfather always told me growing up, because I would, you know, I'd have tons of questions. And my grandfather was a pastor until just a few years ago. He retired. So I would always, you know, I'd chew the fat with him and be like, hey, you know, like, scripture says this, why do we do that? What does this mean? Or when I was younger, I'd be like, what do you think, you know, heaven was like? And how do we really know? And you want to, like, chisel down something in the Bible that was basically skimmed over in context to just give you a single nugget of truth? to then, you know, have a foundation for your faith, but you want to like, well, if heaven's real, what does it look like? And if I can't see it, then how do I know it's not real? And you can go down all these little rabbit holes. And my grandfather would always be like, son, some things you're just not going to know. And some things you don't need to know. Like, you just need to have faith in Christ and you know some of this stuff doesn't matter like at the end of the day if Christ is who you say he is to you does it matter if heaven's pink or purple or white or lasts for a thousand years or lasts for eternity like shouldn't the whole main theme and the point of everything be that however long it is I want to spend it worshiping the Jesus that you proclaim and it's like oh I guess you kind of have some truth in that (laughs) does that make sense no no doubt about it so no doubt about it i guess i'm trying to say in a very long way some of the stuff we question and argue and claim i don't know that it really really matters at the end of the day you know what i'm saying Uh, i do i don't think it matters either i think the only thing that matters for me the only thing that matters is what do you do with the person of Christ? So do you believe that Jesus was the only perfect, suitable sacrifice for your sins? Because we're all born in sin, except for him. And that we all, uh, because of sin, deserve death, hell, and destruction. Uh, faith in him is the only answer. I, I, I believe that. I believe that if we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord, and that if we believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead, that we should be saved. Amen. That's what I believe. I believe that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I believe that. Yeah. 100%. She I don't think... I don't think anything else in this world that we have as tradition or religion or whatever matters. 
other than that fact right there. Which is why I'm part of the unchurched. Like, I don't care if you speak in tongues or not. That doesn't matter to me. To me, that has nothing to do with whether or not you believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Whether you tithe or not, I, that doesn't matter to me. Whether you get your baby baptized or you wait till your baby grows up until they're of the air quotes here, age of consent. Not age of consent. What is it called? Age of consent, that's really dirty. I don't mean age of consent. I mean age of... Uh, I don't know. What I'm, what I'm trying to say. Oh! Age of accountability. No. Not age of consent. It's kind of the same, honestly. Age of accountability. Well, yeah, I mean, they. it, it is. I mean, I understand it how you kind close. of sound like a pedophile, but I also understand what you're saying. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll edit that part out. Hell no, we won't. Which means, which means that we won't. I don't mean age of consent. I mean age of accountability. Yeah. Whether you believe that or not, it doesn't matter. None of that actually matters. Uh, what matters is the fact that Jesus Christ is the perfect son of God who has never sinned, who has never fallen short of God's expectations or commandments. And as a result of his perfection, is the only suitable sacrifice nice for an imperfect world. And so our imperfections are wrapped up in his perfections, which allows us to be partakers of the same glory as Jesus has. We're able to be considered the children of God because of Jesus' perfection, not because of our not because of our perfection. And I think the the interesting thing that that happens in Christendom that that is prevalent amongst Christianity is that we preach perfection for so long that we lose sight of the fact that it is our imperfections which qualifies us, not our perfections. So because of the the culture, because of our western culture, we think that it is our good deeds and our the good things that we do. We got to have the the right education, the the right experience, the right family that we're born into in order to get us to the right position to be able to excel and have our greatest fulfillment in life. The problem with that is that we we fail to realize that that is completely self-focused. When it comes down to uh, what is most important, we, we, we fail to realize the fact that after this life, we either spend eternity in heaven or hell. And regardless of where we spend eternity, we will spend that eternity focusing on one person, the person of Jesus Christ. So for us that, and this is getting so satisfyingly deep right now, Bring it. but for us who are saved, 
who believe in Jesus Christ, we will spend eternity in worship of Jesus Christ. For those who reject Jesus Christ will spend eternity still focusing on Jesus Christ, but it will be from a standpoint of, reg of regret because we will realize that had we accepted the person of Jesus Christ, we will have been in paradise where we would give him the proper worship and be without agony and be without pain. So uh, there was a rapper years ago that I that I used to listen to. His name was uh, it doesn't matter because I don't remember. It was 20 years ago. Anyway, he had a song. He said in the song, I remember the song. I can't remember his name, but I remember the song. The song was, there's only one heartbeat between us and eternity. He says, choose heaven or hell. Whichever you choose, that's what we choose for eternity. Oh, I just messed it all up. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we can find the drop. I'll look for it. Um, the the point of what I'm trying to make is that every person the the scripture says to us if we really believe the Bible the the scripture tells us that at the end of the days at at some point every knee is going to bow every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and the fact is is that whether you go to heaven or hell you're going to live forever because the Bible teaches that you live for eternity. That your soul, not your physical body, but your soul lives for eternity. And that you're either going to live, that soul is going to live in heaven or in hell. Obviously, the Catholics have their different viewpoint of purgatory. And that you, you live in this waiting place, this middle ground. Whatever the case may be. And, and maybe you might be able to earn some points to get to heaven or you know, lose some points and go to hell or whatever the case may be. I don't know. I, I haven't studied Catholicism as much as I should, but you're somewhere in there. Either way it goes, the thing that sends you to heaven or hell is what you do with the person of Christ. Totally agree. And whatever you choose to do with the person of Christ, you basically will have to live with that decision for all of eternity. Therefore, your focus will be on Christ for all of eternity, whether you want it to be or not. Either it's going to be in pleasure or regret. That's the Christian worldview. Well, I hear what you're saying, but I also can't find the song that you're talking about. <laughs> but your point was valid, and I get it. Yeah. I uh I'm gonna we'll find, have to find it and then I'm, we'll we'll drop yeah. it in. Yeah, I'm gonna find the song. I, I swear to God, it was the song is like twenty years old and I've like quoted the the uh the music over and over again. Like I've quoted this guy, this rapper, he's a Christian rapper. I I've quoted this guy in messages that I've preached over the pulpit. <laughs> you know but it, i mean 
the messages are 20 years old. I can't, I can't, you know, remember exactly the guy. Yeah, that happens to me sometimes, man. Like, there was this rapper. I was probably, how old was I? I was like a preteen, right? Yeah. And I went to, uh, one, this is going to show how old I am. And two, it's going to show how Christian nerdy I used to be. (laughs) But I don't know if you or anyone who's listening remembers a band called Scarecrow and Tin Man. But they were a Christian group. And, um, dude, I was hooked. Like, the lyrics, they had this one song that was, like, about um, basically, like, being loved by God and he's your dad, and he'll, you know, like, he's always there, and blah, 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 and it just got me, because I grew up not knowing my father, and my mom didn't remarry until I was 15, so, like, I was totally sucked in, and totally loved it, right? Well, I went to this Scarecrow and Tin Man concert, and there was this rapper dude who, like, opened for him, and I got one of his CDs, and played the mess out of it dude like i was just i loved it you know what i'm saying and like sometimes i'll think about like this one course of his or yeah course that like gets stuck in my head and i'm like man that was such a good song like i kind of want to listen to it again because i don't remember the whole thing well i don't have the cd obviously and i can't find that freaking song or the artist anywhere dude like i try googling it (laughs) and then i'm like well maybe i got the phrasing wrong can't ever find it man so annoying yeah i'm struggling right now even just trying to look it up but it really sucks because the guy was a gospel rapper and and it was awesome man oh i cannot remember how it goes this is why we should do this podcast sober you drunk (laughs) long pause (laughs) all right moving along uh yeah so anyway um yeah all right let's wrap it up let's wrap it up bro we've had fun to all those christian rappers whose names we can't remember because you were paving away Back when Christian rap wasn't even a thing. It was never a thing until they stepped out on the scene. That rhymed, by the way. Well, that's what we do. Just me and you. Yeah. Get it? Because that rhymed too. (laughs) Indeed. I know Eminem, but I'm coming, brah. Okay, okay. He says, there's only one step between you and eternity. still on this. Jesus said, take his yoke upon you and learn of me, but it has to be done in the physical. Because once you exit this body, that's the end of the party. It's one step between you and eternity. That, that, that's, that was it right there. Ah! I quit. Close it down. I'm done. All right. Peace. <laughs>
Peace. Actually, no, we can't say peace. Where are we found? Unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com There we go. You can get all our links for Twitter, Instagram. Contact us, email us, like and subscribe. How do you say that word? Subscribe. There you go. All right, cool. Follow us, bitches. (laughs) Peace. Thank you, vets. We love you. Peace. (laughs) Right. Speaking for myself, if the goal is perfection, I haven't gotten there yet, and therefore... uh, you know, there's still work to do. But, ah, fuck it. I'm going to get satisfyingly deep. You know, holiness is an attribute of God. And though we're called to be holy, and there is a, a theology that says that you are because of Christ, you know, and I understand and agree with m- most of that point. Uh, you know, we... We, we cannot exchange uh, the holiness of God for the uh, judgment of God, you know? It's, if, we're, if we're preaching perfection so much that we fall into legalism and just damn everybody to hell uh, because of imperfection, then we lose sight of the, the gospel, which has been given for the imperfect. The truth of the matter is that your imperfections is what sent Jesus to the cross, not your perfections. And, and had, had your perfections been uh, qualifications for you being received by God as a child of God, then therefore Jesus would not have had to die. In other words, like Jesus said it more plainly than I do with my doctorate degree, Jesus simply said, those that are whole do not need a physician. The Son of Man did not come for those who are well, but for those who are sick. And that's the beauty of the gospel. You know, it's not the gospel of holiness. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the gospel of Jesus Christ is that because of our imperfections and our insecurities and inadequacies, Jesus Christ, who was perfect, who was perfectly holy, actually thrice holy. Because in heaven, right now, as he's sitting on the right hand of the Father, you have all of the angels in the throne room saying, Holy, holy, holy. They're not calling him holy. They're calling him holy, holy, holy. He's so holy that he's thrice holy. And so, therefore, it is his holiness that allows us to be qualified to be the children of God, not our holiness. That doesn't excuse us and allow us to act as idiots or to live outside of the covenant that we have with God. But it does, uh, for those who understand the gravity of their sin and the magnitude of the mercy of God, 
and enables us to live a life that is free from guilt, condemnation, and the dread of the judgment of God. That felt good to me to get out, and I'm so glad I got it out. But I hope that wasn't too too deep. I hope it was just satisfyingly deep. <laughs> <laughs>